Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, we're talking about how to improve your relationship with money and achieve mental and financial freedom. And to lead this conversation, I am joined by number one national best-selling author and podcaster, Anthony O'Neill, who has helped over a quarter of a million people get out of debt and build wealth with his latest bestseller called Debt Free Degree. Reaching over 15 million people across the world through his podcast, The Table with Anthony O'Neill, Anthony works to help both millennials and Zoomers gain the clarity to start winning in life life and money. Anthony went from being broke to building financial freedom. And in our conversation, he shares how shifting our mindsets and habits can give us the foundations we need to achieve our financial goals. And together we discuss the influences that can hold us back from being financially secure, the questions we should be asking ourselves to start building wealth, and the important conversations we should be having with our partners around money and more. Plus, Anthony shares background on his upcoming online course titled The Single Blueprint, which he created to help singles maximize what he calls their season of singleness when it comes to money, business, and relationships. Be inspired to clear the noise that may be preventing you from achieving mental and financial freedom and start adopting the mindset and momentum to start building the legacy you desire. I'm so happy to have you here today. I am a big fan of your work and I have been listening to a few of your recent conversations in the podcast space and I know their listeners will take a lot away from our discussion today. So your vision is to help fellow millennials and minorities avoid debt, build wealth, and find both mental and financial freedom. And today you have reached millions around the world, achieve a debt-free life through your podcast, your best-selling books, and your online courses, including a new course that you have coming up titled The Single Blueprint, coming out on March 1st, which is very exciting. And before we go into your insights, to start things off today, I'm hoping you can share a background on you, including where you were a decade ago to where you are now, and how you gained the momentum to reset your financial life. You have such an incredible story and I'm so excited to share it today. Oh man. And, and again, thank you so much for allowing me on your podcast, man. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about today and what, what we get to talk about. Um, but you know, when it comes to my past, man, I grew up in a very strong Christian faith, biblical home. Right. And so I have four loving parents. I have two biological parents and two other parents. I hate the word step because I just got four dope parents. And so growing up in California with my mom, uh, other dad and uh, siblings, and then I spent half of my life on uh, in North Carolina with my dad and other mom. And so I'm literally West Coast, East Coast kind of guy, uh, but couldn't go to couldn't go to dances, couldn't go to the mall. You know, I couldn't even go out on dates. You know, I was in high school and I I was so scared to hug a woman because I didn't want to get in trouble uh, with my parents. And so we had two important conversations going up. Here's how you live your Christian walk. And here's what you do if you get put over by the police officers. But nothing about money, nothing about, hey, here's how you build wealth. Here's how you budget. You know, here's what a credit card is. Here's what a debit card is. You know, here's how you apply for this. I'm like, well, Cool. Great. So when I graduated high school, I graduated knowing God. I graduated pure. I graduated with some good stuff with the, with the practical, but I didn't graduate with wisdom and knowledge around finances. Mm -hmm. So when I got into college and I was all on my own, oh my goodness, (laughs) I was just like, what in the world? This is amazing. So I'm looking at the world and everyone's buying Jordans. Everyone, all the gods are getting good looking ladies. And how are they getting good looking ladies? By spending money on them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any money. So I said, okay, cool. I'm going to get a job. But wait, credit cards? I can get a credit. What's a credit card? Well, son, if you just get this credit card, you spend money today and you pay us back whenever you can. As long as you just pay the minimum balance. But no one told me, well, you spend money today and you get a 20% interest rate. No one told me that, hey, and the interest rate is secured daily. So it's like, hey, if you keep paying a minimum payment, you're going to end up paying, if you bought something for 100 bucks, you're going to end up paying back $300. No one told me that. And so I went up there and racked up $35,000 in debt before I even turned 18 and a half, 19. Wow. And unfortunately, I made a bad decision in college. 
that cost me my college experience. And I had all this debt. And my father um, and I had got into a real bad argument. And so he was like, since you think you're a grown man and you got everything, you can't come home. And so when I got, when I lost my college experience, I lost my job that was attached to my college. When I lost my job, I lost my income. My parents wouldn't let me come home. So now I'm $35,000 in debt, have no income, and I can't go home. So what I'm doing is I'm going to my friends. I'm saying, yo, can I can I crash with you? Like, yo, I spent money on you. I spent five grand. I bought you a purse. I can't just sleep on the couch. Everyone's <laughs> saying, no. Yo, can I get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No. Can I just take a hot shower, please? No. So at the age of 19, I'm sleeping in the back of my car in a Walmart parking lot off of Highway 76 in uh, Oceanside, California for about six months of my life. I blamed everyone else from my friends, the ladies, my parents, God. I blamed everyone but myself. And uh, I just quickly realized then that, hey, that the caliber of my present was determined by the choices in my past. And that if I want to change the caliber of my future, I need to change the choices of my present. And so I literally did just that. You know, I'm a Christian man who's flawed. I'm not perfect. God is still working on me. Uh, but I, I went back and got a relationship with God for myself, too. I went back to my parents and said, hey, listen, I'm not a grown man. You're right. You know, I, I'm a young man, and I need to learn how to become one. And so my parents allowed me to come back home. I got on a Dave Ramsey budget form, um, started budgeting my money. I got three jobs, and I was just literally trying to get myself back on my feet. And so uh, that's just a part of my story and why I'm so passionate about this message of financial freedom and really maximizing your single season. Uh, because I was there. I was drowning in debt. You know, today at 37 years old, I am debt free, excluding my mortgage. I do have a mortgage, but I don't have any consumer debt. And I just literally travel around the world, have a YouTube show, and we really help people. We have a real, a relevant and a relatable conversation around finances, around financial freedom, and really around teaching single people how to steward this season well. So when they do get married, they're going into their marriage. They're going into whatever is next for them in life, uh, whole, complete, and ahead of the game. And so uh, that's a little bit about myself. So in that moment, you were, again, sleeping in the back of your car. Like, Who or what influenced you? Did you uh, have some type of aha moment? How did your mindset just shift from, in some ways, a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? I mean, how did that happen? I mean, do you remember that moment where you said, I need to make a change? Yeah, I do. I I literally remember the exact moment, the exact time. It was like 10.02 p.m. Um, and I'm sitting in the back of my car and I was washing myself with the Dawn dish detergent and water in the back of my car because I was about to go over to some friend's house to watch uh, the movies Bad Boys. And because I was what I was doing during the week was I was washing myself like at the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club. And sometimes one of my friends would let me come over there and take a shower. But on the weekends, I couldn't. And so uh, what I obviously did, it sounds gross, but I didn't take showers on the weekends because I just had, I didn't have a place to go, but I was invited to be around some, some people. And I was like, yo, I don't want to go with their phone keys. So I just used the Dawn and I didn't make it. I didn't make it because I had my aha moment. I had my emotional, I'm tired of this moment. I, I had that moment of I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so let's change it. And in the moment was literally, I'm watching myself in the back seat. I see myself in the rearview mirror. I got soap suds from the top of my neck all the way down to my body. And I said, this is not right. Neither sides of my family are filthy rich, but they're far from broke. Right. Like they're, they're middle-class people. You know, there's no reason why I should be in the back of my car. And that was my, that was my aha moment. So what lifestyle changes did you make or what positive habits have you since adopt to start paying off your debt and obviously eventually building wealth? Yeah, good question. The number one thing is I just got a vision for my life. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony, where are you going? Uh, where are you going? How do you, how are you going there? And why do you want to go there? Mm-hmm. You see, where there is no vision, that's where people perish. So I had a vision for my life and I made sure that I had a vision for my money. And I make sure that my life vision and my money vision is aligned. They're working hand in hand. And I stick to the vision uh, because I believe that if, you, if you're going to go somewhere, you got to have a vision and your vision tells you, yes, you can do that or no, you shouldn't do that. Yes, they could be a part of your life or no, they shouldn't be a part of your life. Yes, you could buy that or no, you shouldn't buy that. So that was one of the first things that I adopted was I sat down and said, hey, where are you going? How are you going to get there? And why do you want to go there? 
Mm-hmm. Then when I got that, I stopped borrowing money. Like I, I just literally stopped borrowing money. You can't get out of debt and change your financial situation if you keep doing the things that got you there. And so my vision was, I want to build wealth. I want to eliminate my debt. I want to be, I want to be able to buy my wife whenever I find her a ring because my mom didn't have a ring. I want to be able to give my wife a beautiful wedding because my mom didn't have a wedding because they didn't have the money for a wedding. And so when I put ourselves in my vision, I quickly realized that, yo, you need to pay off your debt and you need to stop borrowing money. And so that's exactly the second things that I did from a practical perspective. Mm-hmm. I got on the Dave Ramsey plan. I uh, put um, all my stuff into a debt snowball. And while I was working that debt snowball, I stopped borrowing money. While I was working that debt snowball, I stopped dating because I was like, you know what? For right now, if I'm going to date, then that person has to understand I'm not going to be able to do these 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 real nice expensive things during this season. I mean we can go to you know we can go to a restaurant and some people frown when I say this. But we can go to Applebee's. We can go to Chili's. We can we we can get you know a two for 25 for this season. So we can go to Ruth Chris, so we can go to the Eddie V's, so we can go to the five star restaurants in the future and not have to worry about how we're going to pay bills. So while I was working the vision while I was not uh, racking up any more debt and I was working a debt snowball, I was also telling myself no. Mm-hmm. I was telling my friends no. And I wasn't really dating because ladies didn't want to go to Chili's and Applebee's. And that's okay. But you know what? I'm going to say this. The same ones who didn't want to go to Chili's and Applebee's back then, mm-hmm. now that they see me and they see the restaurants I'm going to now. They want you well, now. Not, <laughs> now, now they want to go out with me. And I'd be like, nah, you ain't want me when I was when I was working my plan. Now you want me when you see the fruit of my plan work. Oh no, Mm-mm. stay right on over there. Stay, stay, stay. I always I always say it's the people, not the places. And of course, in life you have to sacrifice certain things. Yes. To you know, build that future that you that you want, and I mean, on your podcast, I love your podcast. It's called The Table with Anthony O'Neill. You inspire your listeners to obviously shift their mindset so they can start winning in life financially. And you you constantly talk about creating a vision for ourselves. And I know you just shared, you know, you 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 said, hey, I, I need to create this vision for myself so I can move forward. And I'm curious, what does creating a vision for ourselves look like, or or what kind of questions should we be asking ourselves to adopt the mindset and I guess momentum? to achieve more financial success. Woo, man, that's so good right there. You know, this is something that I'm talking about um, in my singles community and slash course that's opening up um, March 1st, right, is um, I can't give it all away right now because we'll be on this thing for like two days, literally, mm-hmm. to, to, to really build a solid vision that will impact and shift your life. It takes some time. Um, I have a list um, inside the course, right? I give you about 50 questions that you need to answer over seven days worth of time. It's a 10-page document of, hey, because I believe that your vision is your navigation system. It shouldn't be rushed. It should be thoroughly thought through. And so one of the very first things with the vision is go back to your childhood. What were some things that you wanted to experience as an adult that you wish you experienced as a child? So it was like, you know, I wish... I could have took my family. I wish that my family would have took us on a spring break vacation. We didn't have the funds to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I had my own room growing up. I share my room with my two other siblings. And one of them is I have a younger brother and a younger sister. So when my sister would get changed, we had to leave the room so she can change her clothes. And then when we got changed, she had to go leave the room so we can get changed. So we didn't really grow up with, 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 privacy. We, we had to share our space. So when I talk about vision is we first got to start at the root. Well, what, what are some things that you wish you experienced at a younger age? And why do you wish you experienced those things at a younger age? So there's a lot of root questions that goes into, you know, your, your, your vision making. And then, then from there, it's, it's your why. Oh, and, and I'm telling you, man, ooh, this is so good. Um, um, if your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment will make you cry. Wow. So when I, I ask you questions in, inside of this vision statement, that's like, well, why do you want the room? You know, wh- why did you want this? Why do you want this moving forward? And then when you answer that question, I say, okay, cool. Well, why do you want that? We go deep down into the core of us. And when you start getting emotional, when you start getting, you know, a little, a little tears coming out your eyes, 
Now the vision, it just got stronger because now you put a why behind that. And so, you know, my vision for my life is, is so deep that if I talk about it now, I will get emotional because it, it, it's at, at 37 years old, I'm single with no kids, right? I'm already, every decision that I make now is about her and is about those kids. Mm-hmm. because my vision is to be a great husband. My vision is to be an, a phenomenal father. My vision is that, you know, I'm building wealth now that my great, great grandkids will know my name because I left them not just wealth, but I left them uh, with wisdom and knowledge to make that wealth grow. My vision is that for my community, my culture, that I was a positive impact. I, I, I taught, you know, people how to get out of debt. I, I shifted that mindset and I helped them uh, to get, to build wealth. My vision is so deep. I'm shut up uh, because it's not just, I want a house. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, I, I want to shift things. And we talk about that. We literally go into details and it, it, we spend a whole week on just really defining a, a vision. And man, I'm telling you, when you get a vision, life is so much easier because then now you can blame the no on your vision. And then if you say yes, you can say, yes, that aligns with my vision. You feel so good about that. Mm -hmm. And your vision tells you, no, I shouldn't be dating him. No, I shouldn't be dating her. Not that they're bad individuals. We just don't align. But if you don't have a vision, you're just out here doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And vision sets you up for alignment. When you're aligned, you get to your destination quicker. Oh, this is so good. I love it. You know what? Uh, So my co-host and I, we adopted this minimalist lifestyle, right? I mean, for for me, only four years ago, and I was able to remove all that clutter in my life, whether physical and mental. And it gave me, it it helped me uncover my vision, right? And I know, I assume that in this course and the work that you do, asking all these questions will help us uncover why we act the way we do with money, understand our money behavior a little bit better so that we can understand why are we the way, why do we, you know, use money the way we do today? And if we, if, if it's not working for us, what do we need to change? And what yeah. are our goals? Like, what are our money goals? So it, it's funny because I have to take it back. So you had a conversation with Lewis Howes on the School of Greatness podcast, which is one of my favorite yeah. podcasts. And you mentioned a story where when you started making money, you were buying stuff for an apartment that, you know, you need to look cool. You know, you need to have the thing, the couch and so that you could entertain and all these things. And it was so relatable for me because I remember when I moved into my apartment, I thought I needed all the stuff because I needed to look, <laughs> I need to look a certain way. You know, I'm making money, I'm doing well for myself. And then I started realizing, oh, I don't, really ever entertain in my house or Mm. I don't use this TV that's in my house. I mean, why am I creating a space that's not functional to my everyday? And I quickly realized the value in living below my means and saving and realizing like, why am I living a life for someone else? I should be living a life for myself. And, you know, I, I could get that bigger house right now, but I know for me, I'm investing in some passion projects right now. So I'm being intentional with how I'm using my money. Man, that's so good. You know, and that's, I think the key word that you said there is intentional. You are being intentional with your money. Um, you know what, what you value. I um, mean, you stick with your value system and you're being intentional uh, with your value system. So I commend you on that. I love it. I'm good friends with the whole, with the minimalists. Those are my guys. And so I, I love, I love what they're teaching. It is so needed. Us too. We love them. Uh, yeah. we, we're the female minimalists. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, I mean, I love to say that you can rewrite your financial story. You have mm-hmm. the opportunity to do so. And yeah. you are an incredible outlet for that. You, you help people do so. I'm, I'm curious though, like what are some of the external or internal factors today that you think are causing people like millennials and zoomers to fall into debt? I mean, again, you mentioned the credit cards. Uh, I'd assume maybe social media as well. I mean, just just like the impact of seeing how other people live. So yeah, I think one of the things that's impacting this generation, I think it's two things. One, it's it's uh, it's culture, and when I say culture, I mean everything inside of culture, from social media, from uh, the 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 culture expectations. Right. Uh, I think that. You know, growing up at 37 years old, growing up throughout high school and even some of college, there was no 
Instagram. We didn't, you know, we had Facebook, but you only could be on Facebook if you were in school, you know. Um, but I remember growing up, there was no no cell phones. We didn't have cell phones growing up. We didn't have cell phones until like maybe the end of my high school career. And it was Nokia. And Nokia, you didn't have apps on there. You you had to text one letter at a time. <laughs> um and, I'm 34, so I hear you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, we didn't really, we didn't have that. And so the, the exposure wasn't as bad. Right. We had AOL growing up. This generation don't know nothing, don't know nothing about AOL, the dial-up internet, you know, with the busy phone line. Uh, we had Yahoo Chat growing up. We didn't see what the whole world was doing. And so I think in this generation, it's we see what everyone is doing. We see what people are buying. And here's the thing. I posted something the other day on my Instagram and it didn't get it didn't get a lot of likes and I know why because the post was most entrepreneurs only post them flying on private jets buying the nice cars and you know spending a lot of money over here just bought this Gucci bag I could write this off yeah but did you show them you working in the office with your junkie office for 10 hours to come up with what you're doing did you show them that did you tell them that hey true entrepreneurs in the beginning stages work more hours than nine to five workers? Did you show them the nights where you were crying and you felt like giving up? And I think sometimes because of social media, we paint this image that everything is good, everything is green, everything is amazing, and they don't really see the truth. And so I think that's one reason why this generation is falling into debt, they're falling into these traps. It's because they see all of the green uh, but they don't see the sand. They don't see the mud. They don't see the planting seasons. They don't see the growing seasons when you grow um, and one thing works, but the other three do not work. They, they don't see that as you're growing, you're growing, but you're growing lopsided and you need to get, you know, get straightened again. They only see the grass green. They only yeah. see the tree straight up with fruits hanging from it. And sometimes that image, especially on social media, is 70% of the truth. And, um, and then they go out here, go get this loan and go get this and you'd be able to build this business. No, if you don't have the wisdom and knowledge, Mm -hmm. you won't build nothing. Even if you did get a hundred thousand dollars alone, even if you did get a hundred thousand dollar credit card, if you don't have the wisdom and knowledge, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's bad. Yeah. And so that's one thing I say, why this generation is falling into the debt trap. Honesty and authenticity are the best way to go. I mean, yeah. people people will feel it. Uh, I, I I know what you're saying about social media, though. It's uh, it's consistently like that. You know, it's unfortunate. Everything is filtered uh, to the extreme. But even before social media, I'm just thinking about. You know, I remember that friends of mine would be talking about how you know they're investing their money, and I was like confused. I'm like, okay, well, I never learned this. My my parents are wonderful. They they helped me learn the value of a dollar. My mom is very Dutch, so she's very frugal. So they helped me avoid debt. I mean, I paid for my university and I was able to pay it off, but they, they never really taught me how to grow my money. And mm. so when I earned enough money to pay off my debt, I ended up paying it off in one lump sum, which I wow. look back and I'm, I'm thinking I should have never done that. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know that, oh, you could pay it off incrementally and then invest yeah. that other money. And that's what I should have done. And yeah. I mean, I, I guess I was, I wasn't informed and I can't blame my parents. You know, I could have gone out there in the world and tried to read as many books as I could, but they didn't teach me this in school. So yeah. I, I'm thinking like, what do you think is lacking from an education perspective? Or what do you think parents and teachers can do today to teach young adults about debt and wealth? Such a good question. I think there's two main things that the education system is failing at uh, providing when it comes to our young people graduating high school and even college is two. Number one is financial literacy. Um, I think that every junior and senior needs to go through a complete uh, basic uh, money course. Like, and I'm not talking about, hey, here's how you go out here and you flip a million dollars. No, basic money course. What is a checking account? What is a savings account? What is a money market account? Um, what is a credit card? What what comes along with the responsibilities of a credit card? What is a debit card? What's the difference between a debit card and a credit card? Uh, because I think a lot of kids, I mean, when I first got my debit card, I saw the Visa logo. 
And so growing up, they was like, yo, do you have a visa credit card? And I was like, yeah, I got a visa. I got a visa. Yeah. yeah. But no, 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 you don't. That, that says debit. That's your money. And so I remember overdrafting my checking account because I thought I had a visa credit card, but no one told me that. What is taxes? I remember going to my first job and I remember I calculated like 300 bucks my check was going to be. And my check was $188. I go back to my manager like, yo, you missed, you, you, you don't know, give me my money. And she was like, I gave you your money. You see 300 right there? I said, yeah, yeah, where, where's the rest? She said, the government got it. I said, the government? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I said, so the government gets my money before I get my money? She said, the government gets everybody's money before they do. And I was like, wait, what? And she said, yeah. And the only time they don't do that is if you're an entrepreneur. I said, an entrepreneur? was an entrepreneur you know so it's like we need to have the basic foundation courses taught inside of high schools then the next course needs to be hey here's how you maximize your single season you don't have any kids you don't have another wife you don't have any major responsibilities just yourself here are the things now that you need to be focusing on your your spiritual walk if you're spiritual here's how you you know your network what relationships, what healthy relationships are you growing? What kind of mentor are you going to allow into your life? Who are you going to do life with? Who are, who are you going to talk into? Um, your physical wellness. Hey, you need to work out. You need to eat good, um, eat healthy, drink a lot of water, go to the gym, go walking, go running, be healthy. Uh, I mean, there's so many different things that I think that young people need when they go off in, uh, into the real world by themselves. And so um, and I don't have a financial course, but I do have the singles blueprint where we're just really walking through here are the eight pillars that every single person needs to be working on because it's important. And so I think that's what our schools are failing our young people on. They're, they're teaching us how to read, write, process information and add. They're giving us the education so we can go out there and be citizens in America and get a job. The mm -hmm. problem is they're not teaching us what to do with the resources that we get from being a citizen and having a job, which are, which is money. Mm -hmm. So you taught me how to, you, you gave me the information to go get an actual job, but you didn't give me the information on how to handle what a job brings and that's money. Yeah, very well said. And and you talk about the single season. I see a lot of value in that. I remember, I mean, there are periods in my life when I, where I was single for a while. And in that period, I would, you know, focus inward and try to develop myself and further myself. And I think that's okay. I don't think that that is a selfish thing. I think that we need to, again, we need to take care of ourselves first, right? We need yeah. to make sure that we are our best selves. And, you know, of course you can always, you know, they always say a relationship or a partnership comes, you know, when you least expect it or whatever, and you kind of figure it out, but, you know, take advantage of this time that you are single and, and focus on how you can maybe change certain habits of yours and, and further develop yourself and help you you, you know, help yourself reach those financial goals. And yeah. so, yeah. And I, I just, I love what you do. I, you know, I, I always just think about there's some people out there and maybe they're not as ambitious or whatever, but there are some people who have negative beliefs around money that keep them living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, maybe it's because of, you know, things that they learned as a child, like it, it always goes back to something. Right. Um, yeah. and, but I'm curious, like for those building or looking to build wealth, like sometimes they're also held back from achieving their financial goals. So what do you think yeah. are some of the negative beliefs that are really, really holding back people from, you know, it, it, you know, making ends meet, but also holding back people from, you know, achieving the financial wealth that they really, really desire. Man, I think a lot of people think building wealth is hard when it's not hard. Building wealth just requires consistency. That's yeah. it. I think a lot of people are looking for the shortcut uh, when it comes to building wealth. They're like, okay, cool. How do I get into crypto and just blow up overnight? No, it doesn't happen that way. Um, how do I, uh, you know, um, get into a get rich quick scheme and just blow up overnight. No, wealth happens over time. True wealth happens over time. And I think the greatest hindrance, the greatest barrier between you and building wealth is your excuse. And what's your excuse? It's to not, um, it's to remain comfortable for one. And then two, not, not willing to wait. Mm -hmm. No, it, yeah. it, not not willing to be, all right, I'm going to put $100 into this Roth IRA. Cool, great. You're not going to see $300 next month. It's not that, all right? But you're going to put another $100 in there next month. You know what? You're still not going to see $300 the following month. 
but you're going to put a hundred dollars in there the third month. Now you see $300 and now you may see $300 and $302. But over time, and as you continue to invest, mm -hmm. that 100 turns into 1,000, that 1,000 turns into 3,000 because over a period of time, you are allowing compound interest to work in your favor. You're allowing patience to work into your favor. You're allowing now your money, you're allowing time to produce money for you. And so that's one of the things that I think is preventing people from building wealth is one themselves. Uh, they're not willing to make the sacrifices uh, to, to be patient, to be uncomfortable, and to allow time to work in their favor. Um, and I can't, I, I can't help you out with that. If you're yeah. impatient, I understand, you know, yeah. um, but you got to be patient to it, build wealth. It's that, it's that comfort zone, you know, you get in that zone and you don't want to leave it. And, you know, I have a brother and sister and they're, they're very successful. They, they, you know, they have these comfy corporate jobs though. Right. And, yeah. and for me, I did have that role and I decided to exit that world four years ago and become an independent contractor, which is obviously a risk. So it wasn't as comfy and I was sacrificing certain things and, you know, adopting this lifestyle saved a bunch of money, but I've been able to use that to invest in, you know, the podcasting and everything else we're doing with millennial minimalists. And, and for me, like it, it's worth it. And I always say, it's like, you know, I see, I always, I, I joke with my family. I'm always like, oh yeah, I'm the poor one. <laughs> but I'm the one that works around the clock. And again, t things take time. I mean, mm -hmm. as you said before, it's like you're dining at these, you know, these fast food joints and now you're dining at these beautiful places. I mean, that you, I mean, you value that you, you like to eat out or whatever, but you know, eventually I will get there and, you know, I'm sacrificing certain things today to get there. But at the same time, I've also been researching a lot about how to, not only just save money, but grow my money. And uh, I'm curious, so I, I, what are your suggestions or, or top investment tips? I've heard the other day, someone was like, someone told me that like, buy land. I was like, mm. oh. I was mm. like, oh, oh, interesting. I never heard that before. And yeah. uh, they also, they, again, I have, you know, I have, you guys call it a 401k, right? In the, in yeah. the States. So yep. yeah, so I, I have, I have those accounts, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm just curious if you have any other tips. I mean, you know, when it comes to it, like investing in wealth, right? I think the number one investment you can do is invest into yourself, invest into knowledge, invest into wisdom, invest into getting a solid mentor. Because here's the thing: I think we we all go chasing uh, currency, uh, but your number one currency generator is is character. So how do you invest into yourself to build character? Once you build character, you can produce currency. So that's number one, it, and it really does turn into true currency as far as the money. Number two is take advantage of the basic stuff, right? Take advantage of a 401k or 403b. 401k is if you're working for like a um, a private entity, 403 if you're working for like a government entity um, or a nonprofit. Uh, take advantage of that. Take advantage of matches if they provide matches. And then from there, take advantage of like your IRAs, like your Roth IRAs, mutual funds and index funds. Um, and then if you're self-employed, take advantage of the S&P, um, you know, when it comes to that. Take advantage of, you know, the basic foundational stuff. Now, when we start getting outside of the, the compound interest of stocks and mutual funds and index funds and the S&P, uh, then it's like, yeah, I agree with when it, someone, someone who told you land. Here's the thing. Purchase, purchase land as much as possible because we can't make any more land. You know, so go buy land. And what I do when I purchase land, it's not for me. I'm passing that down to my grandkids. Uh, my kids won't even be able to uh, touch that. My grandkids will, because by the time my grandkids are alive and they can sell it, oh my goodness. And here, here's a tip. Um, I, I don't know about there in, in Canada, but over here, um, you can actually purchase land at an auction. So let's say someone can't afford to pay the taxes on their land. Well, you can go pay the taxes and buy the land from them. Um, and so I like that because now you get the land for cheap and it may not be worth a whole lot today, but 30, 40 years from now, it's probably going to be worth a whole lot because we're continuing to build. So we need more and more land. So eventually we'll get into those rural areas, those dead areas. And I, and I promise you, it'll be worth a lot. So I like land. And another thing is, when it comes to building wealth, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, man, I, some people don't like this, but yep. it's, it's the truth. Here it is. Um, what you and I are doing, 
you know, the number one rising small type of business is influencers. It's, it's YouTubers. It's, it's podcasters. It's people who, who have something to say. They've built an audience and they produce a course. You know, they, they, they turn on a YouTube channel. Man, listen, um, I, the top YouTubers came out the other day. I don't know if you saw it. The number one YouTuber, she's 16. Oh, wow. <laughs> she makes like millions of dollars a year. You know, you got people making $30 million, $50 million just from doing YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm telling people is if you have a message, if you have something to say, probably one of the quickest ways to building wealth that doesn't retire, that doesn't require 15, 20 years of investment. It may require a good solid three to five years of consistency. Man, you can generate a seven figure income easily off of YouTube, but it's going to require consistency. And and, and I know that because I'm doing it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm producing a lot of money uh, because I have something to say and I built a good audience. So um, that's just something a lot of people don't really talk about. They go out and say, go buy land, go buy real estate. Cool, great, yeah. Do you have a message? If you have a message, mm-hmm. go create a podcast. Go create YouTube. Build you an audience of like two, 3,000 people. Then from there, give them value. Yeah. Create a course that gives them good value. And then boom, you're generating money. Watch this. By serving people. By yeah. helping people, you're generating income. And so a lot of people get upset, like, well, Anthony's going to make a lot of money on his course. Well, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You're, I'm going to give you a lot of value. You know, I, like my, my course is coming out. Man, I'm not charging nowhere near what it's worth uh, because I want to make sure I'm serving people. But in, in, in my reward for serving you is like, hey, you're helping me provide for my family. And so I, that's another way to build wealth is find a different stream of income that can produce a lot of income and you take that income, watch this, and then go invest it. And then yeah. go put that in the land. And yeah. then go put that into an IRA. And then go put that in some mutual funds. Maybe then now go talk to a financial advisor and look at different ways you can invest into funds and investment funds. Like, man, there's so many different ways you can do it. Yeah. But I, I, I would encourage people to look into what kind of influencer game can get into. TikTokers are making, you know, half a million to a million dollars a year just yeah. from TikTok. Yeah. What? It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, we have all the creative tools today to start our own business. We have that opportunity. I remember when we're, I was back in university, no no one really even thought about that. That was yep. back in 2009. We're only just over a decade later and there's all these tools that we can start our own business. And again, with COVID, people are now working from home and they're realizing, oh, wow, I could start a side company or whatever. But something I like to remind people is make sure that you're going into it with a great intention and a great message. Mm. So for me, like... I remember when my mom like first asked me, she's like, okay, so you're going to do this minimalism thing and called it the minimalism thing. And I, and I said, I said, I am so passionate about this topic and I know that I can help others. I it, it was all about serving others. Like the, the messages that we get are just so emotional. Like it's just beautiful. It, you're not just changing people's physical spaces. You're changing people's lives. You're helping them yes. reset their life. You know, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. So, but it, it's, I like that you remind people, it's like, you can actually start your own income on the side. Like there's an yeah. opportunity. If you have a message, I like that. If you have a message, start. And I'm sure we're motivating people right now, which is great. Absolutely. Um, but to turn the conversation over a little bit, in your works, you often talk about your desire for a partner one day. Uh, and I'm yeah. curious what kind of conversations you would have with your partner about money or what conversations should we be having today, you know, with our partner or even in early stages of dating? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, when it comes to it's so funny, I wrote a uh, mini e- ebook on how to have the uncomfortable conversations uh, while dating. Right. And I think that I desire a partner and a partner means we are aligned. A partner means that we're serving and helping each other. And if we're not aligned, then we can't help or serve each other. So I think that when it comes to money, you got to have that conversation before you enter into a committed relationship. And some people may disagree with me on that one. And that's fine. But the number one uh, reason for divorce is money. Mm -hmm. And check this out. It's not because of the lack of money. It's because of the mindset around money. They disagreed on how to spend their money. They disagreed on how to save, how to invest. They disagreed on the things about money. So you got to have that conversation before feelings get involved. Yo, do you do that? Yes. 
Okay, cool, great. You just not aligned with me. Right. Yo, do you want five bedrooms as a minimalist? Yeah, I want I want a big old house. Cool, great. You're not for me. I'm a minimalist. I, I want to do this. And it doesn't mean that just because you're not aligned doesn't mean that one of you all are bad. It just means that we're just going a different direction. And everyone has the right to go a different direction. Uh, I don't use other people's money. That's just me. But I know other people use other people's money. And I see nothing wrong with that. That's cool. But my message, my stance is I don't do that. I need to find someone who's cool with that. So you got to have that conversation up front. And I think you have that conversation while you're dating before you get into an exclusive committed relationship. An example conversation of that could just be literally you're at dinner. Like, hey, man, what are some of your financial goals? You know, like if if you had a million dollars today, what would you do with that million dollars? And then another good question would be, and I, and I talk about this as well inside of my uh, my free ebook. It's um, yo, what do you value that money cannot buy? And when you start having these kind of comfortable conversations, these are just conversation starters. You'll get down to the real stuff: credit score, how much debt you're in. But you got to present the conversation in a very pleasing and loving way. Um, and then you'll know the mindset of the individual. You'll know some of their financial goals. You'll know some of their financial hurdles that they're overtaking uh, before you get into the committed relationship. And here's my thing. Focus more so on the mindset than where they actually are financially today. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think just because someone has a lot of debt or just because someone has this, if their mindset is like, yo, I don't like it and I'm I'm focused, I'm getting out of debt. Yo, I don't like this and I want to build more money. That's that's more important than what they physically have today. If you have a guy who makes a million dollars a year, a hundred and something thousand dollars a month, but his mindset is, oh, it's whatever. I don't, I don't budget. I, I don't care. I just spend whatever. That's, that's scary to me. When you have that compared to someone who has $200,000 in student loan debt, but they're like, yo, I don't want it. I want to get out of it. And I want to do this. So I tell people, listen more so for the mindset behind the individual while you're dating, not solely where they currently are. That's so, so well said, because there are some people out there, you know, they have the fancy car, the fancy house, but you have no idea. They could be in crazy debt. So yeah. You don't know. I mean, right. it, it could be some type of cover up. I know I used to joke. I lived in LA for a year and I used to joke that a lot of people live in kind of like really tiny homes, but they, they spend a lot on a car to look good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's true. You know, who knows? You could marry a partner who's wealthy and then two years later, you're paying for all of his mistakes. Right. So you need to have all these conversations. Them. There's a friend of mine reached out to me last week. It was so timely because I'm researching you. I'm studying the work that you do. And she goes, I'm having an issue with my, in my relationship. We're having, you know, challenging, you know, views on money. What, what should we do? And I thought, wow, this is so interesting because this guy, Anthony O'Neill, he actually suggests three things. I don't know yeah. if you remember these three things. The first thing that you said is ask your partner, what did you learn about money from your partners? Your Absolutely. parents. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And how do you feel about debt and ownership? Yep. Because then you start talking about debt and then you start to start talking about investments. And yep. then again, as you said, if you had a million dollars today to play with, what would you do with it? Right. What would you do with it? Yep. Right. And, and, and everybody will say different things. I mean, some people immediately think, Oh, I'll invest it. Some other people will be like, Oh, I, I'm going to spend it tomorrow. Right. You know, you, you don't know. So don't those know. Are great com- conversations to have, but yeah. also what about your future kids? What would you say to your future kids? I mean, I mean, uh, looking back, my parents, honestly, best childhood ever, if they're listening, I, I have nothing bad to say. It's just more so it would have been nice to learn how yeah. to build wealth. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think with future kids, it's about, there's this thing when it comes to wealth, right? It's the first generation builds it. The second generation maintains or maybe loses just a little bit. But that third generation, they spend it all. And the reason why the the third generation are our kids, kids, and our kids tend to maintain it or lose it is because what we do is we just leave them the money without the wisdom and knowledge to make to take it further. And so for me, I think it's for our kids while they're growing up, you got to have the money conversation. Uh, my brother-in-law uh, did something that it went viral. I mean, Oprah reposted it. I mean, it just went viral, but it upset a lot of people. And 
the reason why it upset a lot of people is because um, kids are used to being spoiled. You know, they're used to just getting what they want. And he said, yo, my son, my nephew, right? Asked him, asked his father, can he go to Target to buy this toy? He's five. And he was like, yeah, how much money do you have? He was like, oh, I have a lot of money. Well, he only had a, like a dollar and 50 cents. He's all right, cool, let's go, let's go. Let's go to the store. So he went to the store. And so he said, you got a dollar and 50 cents, go get it. Put that a toy, go to the cash register. And he's so excited. And they swipe it and they tell him the price. It's like $19.95. He's like, all right, man, pay for it. And the cashier told him, uh, we need more money. And my little nephew was like, more money? That's, that's, here you go. And she said, you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And he cried because his dad explained to him the value and how money works. And he had to go home without the toy. And so he under, so now my nephew understands at 10 that money comes from work mm-hmm. and that you have to save money so you can buy things. So now whenever he sees me, he doesn't ask me for money. He says, hey, Uncle Anthony, can I get the, can I get your bag out the car? Can you give me $5 if I get your bag out the car? Mm-hmm. Uncle Anthony, uh, uh, I see that you're doing this. Can I do this so I can get, some? he understands that you don't just get money. Money doesn't fall from a tree. You work, you get money. You serve, you get money. And so um, I think we have to start teaching our kids the value and how money really works as early as possible. If we can teach our kids, I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok and Instagram, you see all these little five-year-olds, four-year-olds, no songs to Beyonce and no songs to all those people know how to dance, but they don't know anything about saving a quarter. Mm-hmm. 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 So we yeah, can't yeah. say they're too young to learn about that, but they're not too young to learn a hip hop dance. Right. That's probably the music is inappropriate for them to be listening to in the first place. Right. But it's no. So for me, it's our kids, man. Um, as soon as my child can say mom, dad, they're going to say work. Love it. I love it. And again, as you said, it's, it goes back to mindset, right? Yes. You, yes. You, I'm quoting you. You said wealth building is also mind building. You said mind your business. And I was like, wow, that is so smart. It's true. It goes to, again, you got to keep learning and growing for me. Like I'm always reading and listening to podcasts and like, that's how you grow. Right. And that's how you learn. So you got to keep doing that. You also said influence plus impact equals income. Income. Yep. Yeah. yeah, That's my thing. In the past growing up, I would chase income. And I, I would I would just chase income. I would do whatever it took to get the income, um, credit cards, all the type of stuff. But then I realized, man, if I just focus on influence people, influencing people, if I just focus on impacting people's lives, helping them reach their goals, helping them get out of debt, help them reach their visions, help them understand how to write a vision, help them maximize a single season, mm-hmm. in return, it will produce income. In return, that person would say, thank you, Anthony, in a form of green. In return, I can provide a nice lifestyle for my family because I served people. Mm-hmm. So now every single thing that I do is about, okay, cool. How can I influence and impact them? If it doesn't influence and impact them, I just won't do it. I, I won't do it because I, I don't want the money because now that's selfish. Um, um, I do want the money, but it's like I want the money because I earned it because I impacted you. I got you closer to your goals. I gave you a tool and an asset to get you closer to your vision, to get out of debt. And in return, you're saying thank you by saying, hey, here's some money. And so uh, that's my method. And that goes with anybody. Listen, you could be working at Walmart. You could be working at McDonald's. Influence people by if they order a cheeseburger with no onions, give them a cheeseburger with no onions, with a smile, with with a thank you. You know, don't, don't. Slap the bun on there and, and just throw a piece of cheese in there and don't melt it. No. <laughs> Impact the people and serve the people. And in return, yeah. boom. If you had a restaurant and she asked for, I asked for a half sweet tea, half lemonade, give me half sweet tea and half lemonade with a smile. You know, impact me in a good way while I'm at that restaurant. Ask me how my day is going thus far and welcome to the restaurant. And, and you impact me in a good way. What happens? I'm going to want to give you income, a real nice tip because you impacted me in a good way. So if people can think about 
okay, wherever I'm at, on a job, starting a business, at church, serving people, yo, influence and impact, and it will bring you a lot of income. Yeah, and, and just be mindful of your energy. Be, put out that positive energy. It will come back. Honestly, yes. I, I totally believe in that because I've been living by that my whole life, and it, 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 really, it, it really is true. And I always like to say you receive a helper's high in doing so, which is great. So I'm going to go into our final few questions. Uh, They're rapid fire questions. So quick answers. Cool. What motivates you to get out of bed each morning? Uh, Influence and impacting people. Like I love what I do. Like when I say that, like I, I get so excited to come down to my studio and to jump on your podcast. I get so excited to come down here and to record my shows. Like, because I know I get to go help someone uh, avoid the pitfalls that I made. So that gets me out of my bed. How do you define success or what does success look like to you? Success of that to me is I get to do what I want with who I want, when I want to do it and how I want to do it. That's success for me. Ooh, I like that. That's how I see successful people. When you can manage your own time, that to me is a success and also serving others. Yes. What words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners with today to help them start on a path towards building mental and financial freedom? It's easy. I said it uh, at the beginning of the show. The caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you made today. Make the right choices. You made the right one today by listening to us on this podcast. Um, and make, make another good one. Come join the singles community if you're single. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. And where can everybody find you? And please tell us about this course coming out. It's coming out so soon. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, you can go to anthonyneal.com. You'll find a lot of information there on the course. You can go to anthonyneal.com forward slash the blueprint, or you can click the link in the show notes, whichever one is easier for you to get there. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, it's uh, it's a great one. You'll find some free resources on, on your money journey, help you out with your single season, help you have the hard conversations around money, with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend. Um, there's a lot of great free stuff at anthonyoneal.com. Amazing. And definitely check out Anthony's YouTube channel as well as your Instagram page. It's awesome. You're super active. So thank thank you you so much, Anthony. This is so fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Of course. Of course. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. That was my discussion with the one and only Anthony O'Neill, whose vision is to help millennials and minorities avoid debt, build wealth, and find both mental and financial freedom. And if you enjoyed this episode, please check out the links in our show notes to learn more about Anthony and his latest course called The Single Blueprint, which comes out on March 1st, which is very, very exciting. And you can also write us a note on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalist. And again, as always, I want to take this time to thank you all for your five-star ratings on iTunes and Spotify. It's really, really helpful. It helps our podcast grow and we just love reading your words. So thank you so much and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.